Ah, well, hallelujah. And praise the Lord, it's December 3rd, 2013. And my name is Michael Basham. And I am here to bring forth a report of spiritual and physical news and analyses and what the Lord is doing right now. And what kind of newspaper does God read? Is it some kind of collected account of a bunch of reporters around the universe and heaven and on the earth and in the spiritual warfare? Well, probably. But I can imagine that the material is a lot different than the material that we read in our news. And although it is important to keep track of the encroaching New World Order and the arising One World Government, I believe that it is even more important to know what God's people are doing around the world and how miracles are just just exploding, how supernatural things are happening. And that those supernatural things are of a positive nature, not necessarily always some kind of witchcraft event or, you know, as uh, Russ Dizdar might bring forth some some more um, Nazi third generation super soldier Hitler youth being the future being uh, uh, being activated and killing, although that is happening. And uh, I do tend to, to listen to Russ Dizdar and Alex Jones and a lot of other incredibly honorable men who are really heroes in our time. Um, and Steve Quayle. I just sent off a letter to, to Steve Quayle yesterday just telling him that there are watchmen on the walls and you know that you're passing on your torch, but there's a lot of guys out there who are already um, making up their minds to carry that torch and to continue to broadcast the gospel um, I think that uh, the, the last generation, those of my parents' era, like Steve Quayle, they are concerned about training disciples into the next generation of, of watchmen and really disciples and people that are called out of the world system who are recognizing the Antichrist's arise, arising. But indeed, there are many young listeners I'm not really that young anymore. I just turned 30, but there's a lot of people that are carrying that torch. And so I've been thinking about what I can do and how I can bring forth my experiences and what the Lord has given me. And I've found that there is a lot that I have that hasn't been uh, broadcast before, and it is of a very positive nature. And um, and I just, even my in my email box right now, I have some more miracle testimonies of happy that are um, having to do with the keys and praise power and I'll be getting to those in a in a future broadcast and I have here some spiritual teachings some um, prophecies I've been going through some old stuff here from info store if anybody wants info store just go to the website the blog that's uh, connected to this YouTube channel. It's uh, starsword.wordpress.com and there's a link there and you can get InfoStore. It's just a collection of prophecies that are not available anywhere else. Mantles that have been abandoned by some of the greatest fighters and Christian warriors that I've ever met. And um, although a lot of those people lost faith in themselves, not all of them, but a lot of them did, 
there are a lot of mantles that are just lying there waiting for people to take up and, and to start using uh, to get into the, the new weapons and new wine and to see what is the answer when the Antichrist does arise when we have this global government just raging all over the place and it might not be tomorrow it might it might still be a few years off you know we're not saying that this is the end of the world but um, as watchmen and as people that are taking up this torch of David and, and of the other watchmen you know I think it's our duty to train and to practice as the military of God boots on the ground today and to engage the enemy in spiritual warfare and to share the gospel um, I think you have a, you really miss something if you don't take up the keys of the kingdom, for example, and uh, loving Jesus intimately, uh, the weapon of prophecy, it's all available, and we will delve into these different topics as the time permits. I also get a boost in my own faith to uh, be able to share this information. Um, I don't have a lot of people in my day-to-day -day life that have faith in this anymore, so... Um, it is, it is a, a sense of being alone, and yet I know there are many others who share this faith and who, who wield these weapons. But um, I find that by witnessing and sharing it in any way possible, and on the internet I'm, I'm able to be a little bit more free with it. I don't have to hold back and kind of think about where the person's at, because this information is going everywhere, and anybody can pick it up. So it's it's not like meant for one single age group or, or one um, type of person or businessman or job. It's, it's just for this, this is a message that's going out into the universe that is being broadcast anywhere that there is internet. That is just a call to discipleship and to anything that God is saying today and to be become informed and to be aware of what God is doing, and um, I'm going to share some some quotes from different uh, publications and share a few experiences that have happened recently. Just a few days ago, um, I was walking onto a train and I was listening to an old Mo letter called, um, uh, oh man, I forgot. It was something about the end time. And they were saying, when the clock strikes 12 on the MP3 that I was listening to. And as soon as it said that, I looked at a flat screen TV above the train I was about to get on. And it had a picture of a clock with the hand striking 12. And I, I just figured that was a miracle meant to get my attention. It was just an impossible uh, coincidence. It was absolutely a miracle. And... Um, I've seen people around me having miracles too. I have a student, um, a girl only 15 years old who told me that she saw an angel, a, a, a burst of bright light as she was using the restroom one day and her school the other day. Um, I come across different people with spiritual experiences. Most of them are so shy to speak about them. They, they don't even talk about the things that happen from the other world. But that same girl asked me, why do people in the States want to do drugs? And I had to think about it for a minute, and I realized, you know, it's simple. It's just because humans desire the other universe, and they don't know about Jesus, and that you have this ability to go into the other universe, the spiritual world, um, through Jesus. 
And so they use drugs and they get all messed up. And the CIA ships in the drugs and tries to get people in trouble on purpose. So, you know. Anyway, um, just to have a little news flash here. Um, we're hearing about some incredible stories. The company Amazon wants to start shipping products by drone. So if anybody's seen the movie Elysium and the really fun thing about little drones flying in the air everywhere, I would suggest not to let them do that. But the Amazon is basically the NSA, so who cares? They're not going to listen to people. They're just going to do it anyway. Um, the government has a 7% approval rating now, which is amazing. That means that 93% of the public in the United States disapprove of the government. Um, that shows how people are enslaved in the United States and they don't care about their freedom. Otherwise, they would actually try to make a, a change, some kind of a drastic change in the government. So... Um, why does the United States news matter? Because the things that are happening in the States are like an outer, outer wall of light in the world. Um, let me rephrase that. If the States goes down, that means the enemy has a huge victory in his takeover of the of this world towards his new world order. And... Christians need to really watch out because then the real persecution is about to begin. So it's important to keep a, keep a sharp eye on what's happening in the political realm of the United States for that reason. Um, otherwise, I mean, I would be an activist or something. I would probably go back to America and just try to fight for the republic. But I believe that that is um, destined to fall. It's just... I, I respect the, the virtue that the United States had and still sort of has, but it's losing. And I keep an eye on it to be able to be informed and to inform others about what is to come. I don't believe that's my destiny because of just the way that my life has been. I've given my life to the Lord and I've told him to do whatever he wants to do with it. And I've seen him put me through stuff and put me in situations where I just don't think it's about going back to America and trying to save something that's destined to fall. Alas, there are those who are standing their ground strong, and those men that are laying down all that they have, all their family, everything that they've got to defend the republic, the faded glory of the United States of America. And I respect those men a lot. I, I salute Ron Paul and all the, the freedom-loving Americans who are still trying to fight the tyranny that is rearing its ugly head before our very eyes. Let me just play a little clip here um, that kind of encapsulates the general public's awareness level. And I really like this, this little quote. I'm going to put it on here just for a few minutes. And the public doesn't understand what I'm talking about. The mainline public doesn't know what fractional reserve banking is. They don't know what derivatives and credit default swaps are. They don't know what any of this stuff is. They have no idea what technocracy is. They have no idea what we're going under or how predatory it is. 
they're busy worried about Kim Kardashian. Have you seen the new Kim Kardashian um, card? The new Christmas card. They put her out as the image of the, of the sex symbol. And they tell women, this is what you must look like to be successful. And this is what you must do to be successful. Totally manufactured by the system. Totally put out there to then sell you with the commercials all their fraud. And it shows Illuminati symbolism all over it with the all-seeing eyes and the little pyramids everywhere. And they're, they're goddesses because they're into hip-hop. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, people believe the top of the pyramid is hip-hop and is Cayenne West or any of these other people when the New World Order is literally laughing at Madonna, laughing at Kim Kardashian, laughing. These people mean nothing, nothing. They are literally pop nothings. The minute they try to do good, they would be destroyed. They have been chosen because they vapidly love the Illuminati, love Satanism, love the occult, and actually believe that they're part of it. They are the worm on the end of the hook for the little fish. That's it. Absolutely empty people whose lives you know are going to end badly. All these people that sell out to evil lead cursed lives. And of course, they're, they're just one level of it. You've got all the other pop music singers who say that their sexual organs are possessed by demons and they're demon possessed and they wear people's teeth around their necks and little tweeny girls learn about how they need to worship Satan. So the big pickup line to pick up, uh, you know, teenage girls is have sex with me and I'll put you in the Illuminati. I mean, just absolutely loving all of this. where the Antichrist could rise up and tell people, Kim Kardashian says sacrifice your babies, and young girls would take their child and strangle them. I'm telling you, folks, this is the type of just mindlessness, literally believing the hype, believing that they'll be fulfilled by the vapid system. So, why try to preach it yourself when other people do a much better job than you and can do it for you. So that's why I've posted all these Andre Rabe videos onto my channel because I I know they're somewhere else on YouTube too, but I just like I like putting him out there and promoting him and just saying this this is really the gospel. You know, this is really what's important. This is what I believe. And I'm not going to try to spend my time repeating what they're saying. I'm going to take what they're saying and build on it and try to fill in the gaps um, and get into the other deeper things, not just deeper, but just the other things about the spirit, about um, some of the stuff that I, I know they never heard about. So, And <clears throat> this technology that we have now is really um, a revolution because there's no limit to what we can do our imagination is the limit and then of course promoting stuff and getting the word out and i think a lot of it is just patience and just perseverance and determination and just belief uh, if anything the people that really are are making a difference are those that have plugged away for years relatively or virtually unknown 
but who just had so much faith in what they were doing. And then finally, enough people heard it, enough times it came true, what they said, that, um, you know, they, they built a lot of momentum and a lot of other people ended up copying them. So we're not trying to make popularity the, the key or the, the goal, but um, really it's a war that we're in. And the globalists know this. The Illuminati people, the devil, he's out for keeps. And the kingdom of God has been lazy on earth. And um, it's time to stand up and it's time to use this technology, which is it's just unlimited. It's, I mean, what, what do you want to do? You know, these podcasts, they are a revolution for those that are aware or who want to become aware. Podcasts are your university. And um, I'm setting up this little uh, corner of that giant university on the internet uh, as a little classroom to to help to help to bring forth some of these different um, important podcasts and sources and also um, spiritual weapons with which to fight the war and how to really labor in the Lord. I found this verse to be really really inspiring. First Corinthians fifteen ten. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So I think um, it's just got to be the Lord's strength. And um, you, you work, but you rely on the Lord's strength to work through you. Um, and his grace makes us what we are. And I think our identity in him is so big. It's so great. And it's so much more powerful than any of us ever imagined. But it's time to start imagining. It's time to start to, to pray with your understanding also. And to reach out and to see what, what could God do? What, what do I need him to do? So and there's really no limit. So that's all. Wait a second. There's more. Yes. John 6:35 And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. So I'm I'm wondering right now, where where does your faith stand? Where do you stand in the kingdom and do you still believe having seen or having not seen do you still maintain your faith after having seen god do incredible miracles and knowing that you've seen that or do you choose to go back to the darkness will you slide down the mountain into the darkness or will you keep climbing well we've got to keep going man this is there's just no going back and there's such a joy in having to resolve that you're, you're going to keep on going for the Lord. You're, you're going to still be a disciple. Um, no matter what happens to other people or what other people decide to do or whether or not there's Mo letters being published anymore or your group is telling you whether or not you need to do this or that, that doesn't matter to you. You know God has spoken to you through these different people. He's given you prophecies. He's just shown that his word is true. And um, and this is the big unspoken battle right now. 
that is a virtually unknown war, but I'm going to put it into words right now and post it, is that there have been incredible things spoken and miracles, signs following. And, and I'm speaking specifically about Mo letters referring to like the keys of the kingdom and God's new revelations about the end time and spiritual forces and spiritual warfare. Um, and that people are just acting like that never happened. And, you know, we don't, we don't even care about that or whatever that was. Maybe it's for some people that are crazy. They can believe it, but not me. And then what that does is it really disheartens those who trusted in their brothers without question and who trusted in their leaders, unfortunately, without question. They should have questioned a little more. And um, it puts people in a really bad place now in the faith because now where the family stands is basically where it always said it would eventually end up if things really went wrong, which uh, kind of sounds like they have. And where was it before? It was in a very controversial place, but it was standing on miracles and it was somehow getting through by just by miracles. Now it's like nobody knows what is happening. I talk to people and it is such a sad, sad state. It's like, I don't know where my faith is. I'm just going to start again from the Bible. I have no idea where I'm supposed to be. And, um, and at least they have the Lord, but a lot of them don't. They've lost their faith in the Lord, too. I mean, it's possible that the Family International, the Children of God, was based on the Mo letters too much to the point where people didn't have their grounding on the Bible enough, and now they, they need that. But there should be um, some more clarification about that, saying, look, right now we're in a stage where we are going back uh, seemingly into the church system, but we're not like saying that what we believe before isn't true, because you know there it's hard enough for me to keep my faith in that. But I can't imagine what it must be like for people that were just kind of barely holding on, and then now they're in this place where there is like zero defense. There's no more spiritual force field. Um, coming from anybody else it's just like yeah believe whatever you want and the bible's true but we don't really know what we believe and um it should make people mad i honestly when i think about it i do get pretty mad i don't have time to even think about it that much but here i am thinking about it and uh it's pretty sad but i'm gonna keep fighting and i'm gonna keep taking those prophecies and using them and seeing them cut through demons because they always have. Here's a little prophecy. There is a fearsome battle being fought in the heavenlies. It is a battle royale. For the enemy knows that his end is nigh. He fights his three he fights his three greatest spiritual foes. Me, the word, and the keys of the kingdom. For we are one and the most powerful force in the world in the heavens and in the universe. Satan knows that his end is drawing nigh, and he fights like a madman, savoring his last days in power as king of the netherworld, grasping at any thread of hope that his reign might be prolonged. 
He has always fought my word, but his attacks today are even more vicious and relentless. Never before have the battles in the spiritual and physical realms been so intense as they are today. Never has my word been as powerful as it is today for you, my children. For up until recently, you only had two parts of the puzzle, and now you have all three, me, my word, and the keys. Me and my word you have had since the beginning, because these are the basics of your spiritual weaponry. And only recently, as we have entered the last days, did I find it necessary to reveal to you the full power of the keys of the kingdom, this additional portion of my power, and your anointing for these last days. You must have all three parts, my loves, me, my word, and the keys, for we are one. And it, it continues. It, I mean, some people would say that these prophecies are a little bit uh, repetitive. I think they just drive the word home. I'm glad for all that was published. Thank the Lord for it. And you can have these prophecies from my cold, dead fingers because I still believe in them. And I believe that having faith in the word of God is what gives it power for you, not just having it. So the family might still have these words, but if they don't have faith in them anymore, well, you need to believe what God has spoken to you. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. And um, half the people are going to have no clue what I'm talking about. That's okay. Wow, I'm skipping down here, but I'm going to read a few more lines. I am powerful. This is Jesus speaking, not me. Oh, I am powerful. <laughs> no, I'm a weak human except for the Lord. Okay, the Lord says, I am powerful. My word is powerful and the keys are powerful, but combined, we are your vital companions in these last days. You will be fighting evil forces such as you have never imagined and will need power such as you have not yet experienced, but which can only be achieved when I, the word, and the keys are one in you. To neglect my word is to neglect me, for I am one with my word. To neglect the keys and their power is to neglect me, for I am one with my keys. Thus the enemy attacks in these two arenas to get you to doubt, procrastinate, or to lose your sense of urgency in the spirit. You can't use the full power of the keys without the word. You can't use the full power of the word without the keys. The enemy knows this, and so he seeks to distract, to divide, and to conquer. Wow, it seems like he's doing a good job at that. Oh. So, and then it goes on talking about the mind is your battlefield, and he's just trying to get us to doubt in these revelations and he is doing a great job I believe alright there are some more words here I'm gonna read incredibly good incredibly awesome alright whoops did I just oh, okay here we go the word is not only something to keep you inspired obeying and on the right track but it's a spiritual substance that needs to run through your being continuously if not, you won't make it through the days ahead. My word must live within you, both now and in the days to come. My word is a part of me within you. It is part of your protection, part of your strength, part of what will separate you from the world, a part of your very being, and it works hand in hand with my keys so that you can access my full power. So this is um, all from What Is Jesus Worth to You? A Mo letter. Very, very good. Um, you know, what these Mo letters did for me is it just opened up a realm of no impossibilities. And I realized that my imagination was too little 
to even perceive what that could mean. But I decided to start with what little imagination I did have and what I could perceive. And gosh, you know, it's it just goes on and on and on. There's so much more. There is so much more to get. So I hope other people are still dreaming out there and still believing. Dreaming and believing. It sounds sad in the world's eyes, but I've seen God do more through crazy dreamers, insane dreamers, than people that just gave up and just went back and just did everything by the book, you know. But I, I do believe that there is a place to, to just to be practical at least, you know, to be faithful in business. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's wrong. It's just that if you're only doing that and your only goal is more money, for what? It's like, what is your, do you, if you don't believe in anything anymore, if you don't even realize that our financial systems are about to be destroyed, that the enemy is just everywhere trying to lock down the economies of this world and he's going to shut down the stock market and things are going to just go totally haywire and you're living for, for what, you know? So I think it comes hand in hand to, to know this stuff and then to be able to take proper um, preparations for what is to come. Um, oh man, you got to check out some of Steve Quayle's testimonies about these giants that are going to be released that are deep in the mountains of the Himalayas and different underground caves and these giant ancient star gods that have been in some kind of a cryogenic sleep stasis or something like that that have this spiritual power that is so um it's so big that you you get your head just practically expo explodes being around them and they're going to be released in the end time and the only way to fight them is through the spiritual weapons that god is giving us so that's why we're we're to kind of to practice with these now so hallelujah all right let's read another verse this is really cool this is from john First John 1. So, so God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Christ Jesus, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Behold, beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it does not appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Wow, I just stamp those words on my spirit and soul right now, and confess the Lord as my Savior and my husband. 
And you know, like I, I have to say that the words that God has spoken are so great and big and the promises are so huge and the destiny and the identity that he's sharing, it just, it's easy to just forget it because it's so big and our lives on this earth are so small. We don't want to be able to have to go through our lives with these giant things trailing us around everywhere. We think it'll become a burden to, to think that you, you've got this kind of destiny. But it's not that you've got to read all this stuff all day and be your mind full of it all day and the word. It's just walk in the light, you know? I don't wake up every morning trying to uh, memorize new scriptures, new key promises, get a prophecy, have praise time, have prayer time, you know, have word time. I, I'm like... I just trudged through some days just just scraping by on the edge of faith. Like my train tracks are about to just fall out from under me, just like the train tracks in the States are from from uh, disrepair and neglect, which that's why there's all these train disasters in the States now because they don't even want to fix the train tracks because they just they're just letting the states rot. It's going to be like the whole states is just going to be like Detroit. There's going to be nothing there. Well, you can go 250 miles per hour in these trains in Tokyo and Japan and other countries. All right, anyway, um I just want to say that it's only by the grace of God and the skin of my teeth that I've even still got my faith. And my carnal mind and logical mind just screams and says, this is not, this is not going anywhere. You know, what, what is God doing to, to confirm his word now? You know, what Mo letters are confirming the, the word of God today? You know, and your puny channel, blah, blah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's all condemnation. It's the, actually, Andre Rabi said, that's the last legal right that the devil has. It's just to condemn you. So once you silence the accuser and you take your stand in the light of God, you come up into the throne room of grace in your time of need. It's not because you're a great Christian. It's because you're such a sinner that you need so much grace. And that's my position every day. I'm just like in this battle, just God, please have mercy on me, a sinner. You know, I am not worthy to be even a servant. He has so much mercy and so much grace for you as soon as you take one step for him he takes five steps for you you know ten steps he comes he does it all but he expects you to take the first step and every single day you're faced with a choice am i going to take that step into the grace of god do i have grace for today and um and of course there's too much on your plate to handle i just got an email from a lady she's got two kids she's got to pay her bills she doesn't have money to pay the bills her her husband is an alcoholic porno watcher doesn't work you know she's just desperate calling for prophecy asking for prayer you know it's people like that that god is right there and when you put yourself in a position of desperation you don't need to wait till things get really bad like that you can just come to him by the way, pray for that lady. I just got that email yesterday, and I've been burdened about that. And we need to pray for people like that. And if you know anybody like that, we need to reach out to them. But anyway, that's all. I'm just, I'm just here. i got to pour out my heart somewhere, and I appreciate 
the ability to, to just I appreciate this getting to do this I appreciate anybody that's listening to this I I want to bless you right now alrighty hallelujah okay here's another amazing scripture for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us which are saved it is the power of God for it is written I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Isn't that amazing that the Bible says preaching is foolishness, but it saves those that believe. And it makes the wise people of this world angry. They think it's foolishness to preach about Jesus and the cross. But to those that are saved, it's like, yes, give me more of that, you know? Because those people can see farther than this world. They can see into eternity. It says the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, that how not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, those things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Isn't that awesome how now, I mean, I, I'm just, it, it just blows me away to see the mainstream media, CNN, the New York Times, and all the big news outlets, the dinosaur media just crashing to the ground in front of everybody's eyes. And even the comedians are just like totally ripping these guys apart and showing, you know, clips from CNN. Is the government shutdown a good idea? And it's like, 95% people say, bad idea. And 5% say, good idea. And just this kind of uh, idiotic baby talk that they, they're pushing. But this is, this is what has been supposedly the, the wise of this world. Has been that kind of media. And now... It's the people that everybody always laughed at before saying, ha, ah, you're a lunatic. You believe in the New World Order. Or, oh, you're a crazy Christian. And they are taking over. It's, it's not necessarily Christianity that's taking over. I, I honestly think that Christianity as we know it today is going to just totally melt down. You're going to see the mainstream Catholic Church, Baptist Church, and a bunch of other big churches just totally melt down as the trendy culture, the the culture that just worships government and Obama and just being with the times and, um, and just prides itself 
on basically being ignorant of reality and anything that isn't in their paradigm is oh you're a conspiracy theorist or oh you're a fringe christian or oh you're a cultist i'm we're seeing that that whole system melt down before our very eyes so it's an amazing time but the truth is what is popular and now there is a revolution of people who just love the truth who just want more of the truth who can't get enough of the truth that's that's where i want to be you know i want to be in the light as he is in the light i want to be there to see all those towers of of the wise of this world finally fall and i want to see the truth rise and reality rise and reality is so exciting i i think it's it beats doctor who any day if you are a fan of doctor who i am a fan of doctor who i think doctor who is an awesome show but it it even makes doctor who look boring because it's just so incredible reality is just phenomenal and what the gospel does is it opens up a doorway for you from your boring life from your sinful life from your doomed life the life that says you just got to work as hard as you can and study as much as you can until you die and maybe you know you'll maybe have a few days of fun before you die and you don't exist anymore it gets you out of all that and it shows you you can have heaven on earth right now too and you can also have all of eternity to look forward to with God and in heaven. And that life is a challenge, is a test to prove your mettle and, and to, to build the kingdom of God on the earth. And, uh, and you can experience heaven right now where there's no impossibilities. And according to your faith, you can time travel, you can uh, teleport, you can levitate mountains, you can bring back the dead that's what that's what christianity is and i think people need to see real christianity i got a phone call in the middle of this from a man who just reported a miracle he had a guy get um healed right in front of him i mean it's this is happening and you don't have to be some kind of a saint too it's like normal people who just want this it's there for you immortality take it it's yours like this verse right here i'm still in first corinthians here first corinthians 9 to the weak i became as weak that i might gain the weak i am made all things to all men that i might by all means save some notice he didn't say all and this i do for the gospel's sake that i might be partaker thereof with you Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. Every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, certainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. This is a very interesting verse. It's just saying, like, preaching the gospel is really a lot like being an elite 
the elite troops like Green Berets or, or being an Olympic athlete or um, anybody that striveth for mastery and you are temperate in all things. I mean, I have a lot to say against Christians that are intemperate and trying to be all holy all the time and they make everybody else, you know, like unholy and they're, they're just driving everybody else away. You know, because I think if you're temperate in all things, you will be like Jesus. You will go to bars with sinners. You will live in this world with sinners. So and that doesn't mean to be partaker of their sins, but just to go and just to humble yourself and be a human, you know. All right, then here's another verse. This is this is an important verse that does mention about fellowshipping with devils. Uh, chapter 10 of Corinthians. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Wow. So we're still in the battle here. And um, I live in a world uh, country where people do actually worship idols. And it's, it's a tricky time. Whenever it comes time to everybody put out the sacrifice food for idols I always get this weird feeling where my spirit just like goes into this other dimension and I'm like what is going on what is happening today I feel like I'm walking through soup and then I go outside and sure enough everybody's sacrificing to idols so I think there is something to that uh, spiritually but uh, we obviously we shouldn't worship those idols it's like spiritual warfare time man all right, hallelujah. So I want to, uh, I don't want to put too much on here because I think people, you know, can only take in so much, but it is edifying for me to share it. So maybe I shall continue going to overdrive, as Alex Jones says. I mean, I don't have to pay anybody or have any advertisements it's just i'm at the end of my day and i i have less energy than if i was doing this for a living but the word of god is awesome and we want to eat more of it all right i'm gonna read one more scripture and then i'm gonna jump into some letters here this by the way is how i usually i get into the spirit like this like i am such a non-spiritual person i you know i don't even have this stuff in my conscious mind most of the time which is really a shame I want to walk in just the fullness of the reality of the word of God is reality. And this stuff that you see with your eyes is not full reality. It's just a little shadow of what, what is real. So the word of God is real. But this is a verse I, I've been touched um, with just a desire to bring unity between the brethren. And... Um, I had this verse just confirmed the other day. I had a dream about a home where everybody was like really loving and hugging each other, like a, a commune, you know, like in the old days. 
and it was such a feeling of happiness and joy again that I haven't felt in so long. And um, it all started with this verse, so I'm going to quote this, this little section. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were the hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now there are many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffers, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. If you're ever trying to wonder, like, how could this be a part of God's kingdom? Because there's a lot of new revelations coming out right now. I could read you a couple here of Ian Clayton's that are just phenomenal. Really crazy stuff. Oh my, oh my gosh, I have it right here. I'm going to read it. <laughs> but um, Ian Clayton is, is another new wine source. I've talked to him about him numerous times, and I follow his work, although he hasn't put out much this last few months. Um, good time to review Ian Clayton. Um, his revelations about the kingdom of God, you're like, wait, that's not possible. My pastor never says that. Or if you hear about the family talking about sex or about, you know, spirit helpers or keys, you know, then you're like, well, but there is a big body. And I think as long as we're all connected to Christ, as long as we're not going against him and we're not um, going against the law and the Bible, I mean, the law of love, which really encompasses all the laws, then you're part of the body. And um, I think that the bride is a super key important part of the body. And you want to be a part of that bride. The bride is the most intimate part of the church to Jesus. And I wish to say that the whole church was the bride, but there's kind of like this old lady bride that's like going to live in the boondocks of heaven. And then there's the intimate, sexy bride, which is going to live in Jesus's castle happily ever after. And if you're okay with being the bride, then I think you could probably go for the gold there. But anyway, now for a little Ian Clayton. These are some notes I took from one of his talks. I think it's called Courts of Heaven. And uh, I'm going to read the, my notes here. It's, it's his words. I just wrote them 
wrote a few sentences out. This is so cool. I mean, I, I'm not saying that Ian Clayton is 100% on. Like, I've seen some of his revelations come true. So I believe that they do work, that you can access the courts of heaven to gain authority with the Lord and pray um, targeted prayers that way. All right, here we go. Ian Clayton, courts of heaven. Satan's realm is contained in the atmosphere of the earth. He does not exist out in the stars. He used to. There are other things out in the stars that co-labor with him on the earth to gain access to what is in the heavens. And I would say that might be the reptilians and the greys and other mantis people and stuff. Man, Zen Garcia needs to listen to Ian Clayton. The kingdom is not what you do. It's who you are. It's having a life of integrity and maturity, not about doing things for God. It's who are you in God. There's three realms you can engage the kingdom in. The first one is on the earth. The second one is the kingdom of God. This is the domain of God that lives and exists inside of you and can flow out of you as a river, which can manifest the domain which sits inside of you. Your spirit man does not exist in your body. Your spirit man sits inside your brain and all the way down your spinal column. Revelation never stays the same. You get a different understanding and it changes. Okay, wow. And then he's talking about building a house. And this is, I think this is about spirit trips and um, you got to listen to this. Okay. Once you build a house within then that house can escort you into the presence of God. You are building a realm on a house around you that can contain the atmosphere of the kingdom, which can become the kingdom on earth. And then that kingdom around you can escort you into the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God is within you. There is a realm of government that is inside you. A belief system is founded by what you hear. You do not think inside your brain. You think inside your heart. All right, so that's some Ian Clayton wisdom. He should write a book, man. Not that I have time to read books, but it would be good. Well, thank you, Lord. This has been uh, a good time in the scripture, and we are not done yet. There is a lot more. But I'm just going to read a couple more sentences from the Mo letters now. This is uh, Sharpen Your Sword, Declaration of Revolution. I'm going to read a few little quotes that I am going to go to bed. Well, hallelujah. I'm going to read a few quotes here. I just took a small little break looking at some Michael Crichton speeches on YouTube. Michael Crichton was one of those heroes that um, not many people knew about. They saw his movies. They watched his TV shows. They read his books. But very few people knew the, the story of Michael Crichton. I'll have to make a video about Michael Crichton some other time. But um, <clears throat> just to finish up here, I want to read a few really, really good quotes. This is David Berg back in 1968. I'm here to start a revolution. I'm here to turn that system upside down and do what Jesus did and show you what real Christianity is and what real religion is, and it's not going to church on Sunday. In fact, the church today is about as far away from what Jesus preached as capitalism is from communism. 
So he just said, go love God and love your neighbor as yourself and get out and tell them all about it and go. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he send forth laborers into his harvest for his harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers and the workers are few. But the church's buildings are full of a bunch of bench warmers, no workers, no laborers, just a bunch of pew sitters. Pew, pew, they've sat there so long they stink. I'm here for a revolution, the right kind. Not violence, not guns, not swords. Not that kind of a revolution, but a revolution by the sword of the spirit. The sword doesn't kill, capital S. This sword doesn't kill, it gives eternal life. It's the only kind of revolution that's going to work and last and accomplish anything that really means anything. So tune in with the word of God. With the word of God, Jesus Christ, turn on to the spirit power. Drop out of traditions and the falderall that has nothing to do with Christianity whatsoever and get out and love one another and feed my sheep. That's what Jesus did. Jesus was a revolutionary. Oh, letter three, 1,336. So there's a lot of great, great statements in here, great words that just get you back to what it's all about. And I wish I had more time to read these. I'm going to just jump forward to this letter called, Come on, Ma, Burn Your Bra. I dare say, if you had been one of Jesus' disciples in his days here on earth, trudging down the dusty roads behind this revolutionary rebel of his generation and sleeping as many as 120 men and women in one room at a time, you would have found many of the things he had to say and his radical actions very hard to understand. This is why, as Jesus himself said, he had to pour his very new wine into very new bottles who could expand their receptivity sufficiently to take it, accommodate it, and even rejoice in it, for it spoke their language and helped him to reach the drunks and the harlots and the publicans and the sinners and the radical young zealots with whom he associated. It also proved he was no part of the system. He was not bound by his conventions, its inhibitions and prejudices. He was totally liberated and free in the Lord to enjoy the full naked truths of God and his wonderful creation. A revolution is a total break with the traditions of man and his churches and his preconceived ideas about God and misconceptions of morality. We have turned completely around and are going a different direction. No matter, no longer man's way, but God's way, and we are free to enjoy the full beauties and wonders of his creation with all its pleasures, which he himself created for our enjoyment. So, why quibble and about reality and hide the naked truth of God's raw revelation and up in hypocrisy and self-righteous pride and lack a total and, and a lack of total abandonment to the utter humility of God? As Jesus said, if you cannot receive it when I speak to you of these earthly things, how can you receive it if I speak to you of the heavenly. If you had been there when Jesus said to the multitude, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood, or you cannot have any part in me, I wonder what you would have done then. Good point. All right, here's another mo letter. It's called The Word Old and New. 
It's a damnable doctrine of church devils to confine all the truth and revelations of God strictly to the Bible. True prophecy won't teach anything contrary, but it surely can fill in a lot of gaps. Let me tell you, there was a time when Moses and David's writings and the apostles and prophets' writings were new scriptures. Even Jesus was adding to the already given and accepted scriptures, and he told his followers, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now, howbeit the Spirit will guide you into all truth. So it's like what God has given me is filling in some of the remaining details of biblical truth, because Jesus is still in the process of guiding us into all truth. It didn't stop with the apostles. Good point. So that's an example of some old-fashioned Mo letters, but they're new to the world because most people have never read them before. Wow, we passed the one-hour limit. Not limit, the one-hour mark. All right, one more quote here. This is a more recent prophecy, Mo letter 3025. Back in the 90s, Jesus speaking to Maria and Peter. I do have more to show you. I have much more to show you. But first you must give out that which I have already poured forth unto you, in order to make the vacuum, that I may fill you with more. For I have filled your cups to overflowing, and now you must do your part to pour forth from your cups into the cups of others, the cups of my precious family, for their cups are empty and outstretched. Let that be a message to today. Still a lot of people out there with their cups outstretched. And then he said in uh, Hearts Loving Jesus, Moliner 3032, I am pulling back the veil of my word on that which was written by my servant David to give you a greater understanding and a fuller knowledge of what I meant. For the time was not then, but the time is now. For we enter into the dark days, the days ahead in which there shall be gross darkness upon the people and upon the earth. But you shall be a gleaming light, a light of love. Wow. Well, I believe that the day is now. The day is today, and these prophecies are going to have a new kind of flavor when people uncork them again. But I'm just such a drunkard, I choose to drink them every day and i still want them i want the fruit that comes from these because they're awesome you can get so much you can be so rich why live your life halfway when you can have your cup full right frodo listening to lord of the rings right now Let's see if it registers and so Praise the Lord. This has been a journey into the spiritual realm with Michael Basham and with the Bible. And thank the Lord for his words. And may we ride forth into battle and continue into the new realms of glory and find new truths from the word of God. God bless you. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Stop. Goodbye.